the anointing. The anointing takes away what? Stress. And it takes away stains. It also ensures that you ascend your God-ordained throne where everything answers to you at all times. There is, <clears throat> there is a realm where <clears throat> you can operate where everything answers to you. There's a realm where you can operate where everything answers to you. When you say car, it answers. When you say house, it answers. When you say breakthrough, it answers. When you say healing, it answers. When you, then when you think it, you know, the Bible says that he can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can what? Think. So number one, there is a realm where the moment you think, he does it. You don't have to pray it. Are you with me? <clears throat> now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. So there is a place where even thinking about it brings an answer. Are you with me? You don't even have to ask. The moment you think it, boom, it's done. The moment you think it is done. You are thinking about money, and then boom, somebody, God will lay a burden on somebody. Go and bless the man of God. Go and bless this person. Go and give this person this thing. Hallelujah. It takes the anointing to bring you into that dimension. The anointing can lift you into that realm. Hallelujah. So <clears throat> if somebody told you that not everything can answer to you, it's a lie. You can enter a realm where everything will begin to answer. Everything will begin to come to you. Hallelujah. So there is therefore no substitute for the anointing because its absence signals the presence of frustration. When the anointing is not there, there is frustration. The absence of the anointing produces what we call what? Frustration. Somebody says anointing without what? Who knows that? Is it ministry without anointing is annoyance? Is that what it is? Something like that. Ministry without anointing can lead to what? Annoyance. So without the presence of the oil, it introduces you to the realm of frustration. Does that make sense? For a preacher... When you operate without the anointing, you operate under frustration. You get frustrated. Because you say shout and nobody will shout. You said take it, nobody is taking it. And then you start getting frustrated. But when there is anointing, the moment you shout, <clears throat> the atmosphere is, there is release. There is what we call what? There is release. So, Anointing brings the absence of frustration. Or it's, its absence signals the presence of frustration. When it comes upon you, someone said when the anointing comes upon you. Whether you are wearing slippers or shorts, you will be distinguished. The anointing brings what? Distinguishment. Whether you are wearing slippers or you are wearing Michael Kors, or you are wearing shorts or pants or jeans, the anointing answers to you. Are you here with me? 
which means that the anointing is not a respecter of what you are wearing. Let me use this opportunity to say this. I think I was sharing this with somebody. I said, the Bible said, God looks at what? The heart. The heart. But man looks at the what? Outside. So I know that most of us take that scripture to mean that all you must worry about is your heart. It's not true. The Bible says that God looks at the heart, but man looks at the outside, which means the outside is very important because man will only judge you by what they see. It's very critical. If, for example, let's say I'm dressed like this, and then daddy is dressed the way he's dressed, and then we're in a long queue, and there's a millionaire in that queue in between the two of us. If the millionaire loses something valuable between the two of us, likelihood he will pick me as the thief is great. Because he's wearing a suit. I'm not wearing a suit. Hallelujah. He looks older. I'm younger. So likelihood that I'm the one who took it is high. So people will always judge you from what? The outlook, appearance. So never take the outward appearance for granted. So when you are doing something, and so as for me, it's my heart. It's my heart. No. The, it is God who judges you by your heart. But as for us, we can only judge you by what we see. Does that make sense? So we will judge you based on the way you carry yourself, based on the way you talk, based on the way you put yourself together. But God judges you with your heart. But when the anointing comes on you, it doesn't matter what you are wearing. Hallelujah. It will distinguish you. May the anointing distinguish you in the name of Jesus. No matter your color and men, no matter their color would do obeisance to you. People will begin to answer to you. When the anointing is on you, people will answer to you. Hallelujah. People will answer, whether white, green, blue, they will answer to you. You know, it takes the anointing. It takes the anointing. It takes the anointing. It's not eloquence of speech. It's not how much you have studied. It's the anointing. When the anointing is on you, every human being, would they can sense the anointing. Hallelujah. How many of you know if you put a cologne on you, people will smell it? Even when we don't know the name of the cologne, we can smell the cologne. Hallelujah. Even a goat can smell the cologne. Even a cat can smell the cologne. When you are anointed, people can smell it. People can smell the anointing. Hallelujah. People can smell the anointing on you. People can smell. And people would do the word is people, men and women from every nation of the world, color will begin to do obeisance to you. I, I believe we all, we all know what that means. Do we know what that means? It means that they will begin to answer. The Bible said, and nations shall answer to you. Nations shall serve you. It takes the anointing for a nation to serve you. It takes the anointing. Hallelujah. It takes the anointing. It takes the anointing. Because sometimes I, he said, for the nation and the kingdom which will not serve you shall perish. And those nations shall utterly be ruined. Another 
part of uh, the book of Isaiah. It said, nations and kings will serve you. It takes the anointing. Hallelujah. I mean, in your, in, in your health, business, family, finances, the good news is that the coming of the anointing upon you will bring an end to the breakdowns of your life and grant you, anointing grants you perpetual breakthroughs. Perpetual breakthroughs. Somebody say perpetual breakthroughs. So let's look at a few things that the anointing does. Let's look at a few things that the anointing does. Number one, the anointing guarantees promotion, protection. The anointing guarantees what? Protection. Psalm 105, verse 14 to 15. Psalm 105, verse 14 to 15. Psalm 105, verse 14 to 15. You can put another man here, and I can only talk about myself. You can put another man here to talk about these few things, and the whole place will be chaotic. They are talking about the anointing, but everybody is angry. They are talking about the anointing, but everybody is confused. They are talking about the anointing, but everybody is like, ah, what is he talking about? When you have the anointing, the presence of frustration is gone. What you need is what? The anointing. Everybody said the anointing. anointing. I need the anointing. All of you here who have been ordained by the grace of God to minister to nations of the world, don't ever sit here and crave this platform. This platform is too small. God has given you bigger platforms. But ask for anointing. Ask for what? Okay, number one, anointing, that's what? Guarantees your what? Protection. If you want to be protected, the Bible said, give me a... Let me read my version so you can find. He said, he suffered no man to do them wrong. He permitted no one to do them wrong. Yes, he rebuked kings for their sakes. Okay. And we'll come back to 15. Saying, do not touch my anointed ones and do my prophet no harm. I was just explaining this scripture to somebody today. I said, when the Bible says, touch not my anointed, it's not for Bishop Zach. It is for every Christian who is anointed. Does that make sense? So let's go to 14 again. Let's read 14 again. The anointing guarantees what? Protection. When you're anointed, he said, he permitted no one to do them wrong. He rebuked, God rebuked kings for their sakes. That is why a king took the wife of Abraham and God had to rebuke the king for Abraham because of the anointing. The anointing. Kings were not, people were not permitted to do the anointed wrong. Look at Joseph in Potiphar's house. The Bible said the guy was so prospering that they didn't understand. Every time they did him wrong, he prospered. He permitted no one to do them wrong. He rebuked kings for their sakes. Uh -huh. 15 again. Saying, touch not my anointed. <laughs> How many of you have been to a house where they put a sign there that, uh, beware of dogs. 
When you see that sign, whether they are dogs or not, you begin to become alert. Hallelujah. So in the heavenly realms, when the devil looks at you, he sees that we touch not my anointed. It's an instruction on your forehead. When the devil looks at you, he sees, touch not my anointed. It's not every meat the devil can chew. Oh, come on. It's not every meat that the enemy can chew. They can try it. But when that body is anointed, he can see, touch not my anointed. It's like Job. The devil went to God and seek, sought to destroy him. He said, look, I will allow you to touch him, but to a certain limit. But make sure you don't cross this boundary. There is some, tell someone there is something about me. There is something about me. There is something about me. The devil knows it. And he, when he sees, he sees me, he said, touch not my anointed. It's not for, this instruction is not for your neighbor. It's not for Christian brothers and sisters when they are having a fight. How many of you have brothers and sisters here? How many of you? If you have brothers and sisters, lift up your hands and let me see. How many of you would tell me when you are growing up you never fought? So when we fight in church amongst one another, this scripture does not work. When we insult one another, this scripture doesn't work. This scripture is for demons who are trying to cause you harm without sleep. When they look at you, they see what we call oil. And the instruction speaks loud. Touch not my anointed ones. And remember I told you that the anointing, uh, the anointing, when you are anointed, everybody around you is anointed. Remember I said that thing. That when you are anointed, your children are anointed. Your house is anointed. Your, your what? Your car is anointed. Your handkerchief, that is why handkerchiefs were used to what? Because there were too many people, so they just placed the anointing on the towel and said, take it around. And then people would touch. And then, touch not my anointed. So when you are walking around, you must know that when you are anointed, you have, div- you have what? You have divine immunity. I don't know if that's the word, but those of you uh, who understand uh, protocol, what we call what? Protocol. Do you know that before... Trump would travel to any state. He's coming to Colorado next week. There are already secret services in Colorado, as we speak, who are acting like you and I, but they are working for the government, and they are amongst the people. In fact, when they go to rallies, half of the people in the rally are all secret service people, acting like they are ordinary people, just so that he can be protected. You are like Trump. Everywhere you go, because of the anointing, you cannot be touched. You cannot be touched. Hallelujah. You can, nobody can do you harm because you are anointed. That is why David said, Yet though I walk through the valley of the shadows of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me because I am anointed. He said, Thou anointed my head with oil, my cup runneth over. And then he begins to talk about, because of the anointing, I can walk in the valleys of anything and not be afraid because I know I am surrounded. I am surrounded. The anointing guarantees your protection. My goodness. When everybody is dying and coming, just for you, don't lie. Because of the anointing, you are guaranteed. Do not touch my anointing. 
So somebody will share with me, oh, some man of God is messing with me. And every time I want to say something, he will say, touch not my anointed. I said, don't worry about that man of God. <laughs> he doesn't know this scripture is not for brotherly fights. You know, when Cain and Abel was fighting, God allowed it. When James and John, was it James and the sons of Zebedee, were fighting with all the other apostles to, to know who is the greatest. Jesus was there. Peter should have said, don't touch my anointed. No. It's, that scripture is not for when we are trying to have small, heated fellowships. And then you begin to threaten me. I am anointed. I'm also anointed. It's for, the, it's for demons. So you can walk I mean, it's like if I put one of you here in the Fairmont graveyard right now at midnight, so walk through that graveyard, you should be able to walk in that graveyard with no help, knowing that touch not my anointed. And when you hear any dead body screaming, say, shut up! Because you understand that you're anointed. Are you with me? That is what the anointing can do. When you are amongst witches and wizards, you understand that I am anointed. And according, even the witches know they cannot touch you. I'm telling you, you are the only one who is afraid. The witches themselves, they know that this meat, wrong meat. I cannot touch this, this one. Anointing guarantees your protection. It guarantees your protection. Hallelujah. Anointing quickens your body. Shagabakapa. Romans 8 verse 11. Anointing does what? It gives your mortal body energy. You don't need a five hour energy. <laughs> you don't need a, what else? I don't drink any of those things, so. Red Bull. Red Bull. I see pastors and men of God drinking Red Bull so they can be. I don't need Red Bull. I need anointing. <laughs> I can be tired anyhow. All I need is the anointing to be stirred. Stir up the anointing. All you need is some good worship to stir up the anointing. The Bible said, a prophet was called to prophesy. He said, give me musicians. Are there musicians around? They brought, the moment they started singing, he said, I hear and I see the heavens open. I said, so all along, the heavens were not open until there was music. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Bible said, but if the spirit of him who raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised up Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. The spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead, if that spirit dwells in you, it will give your mortal body life. Which means anything that is dead in this body will begin to receive life anointing. It will give life to this body. Something will take over your mortal body. 
You do things you never thought you could do. That is why Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. Which means that there is a dimension of grace that can come upon you that will begin to give you strength. Better strength than Red Bull. <laughs> Quicken your mortal bodies. It, mortal bodies means your physical bodies. It will give life to your heart. Your physical body. Hallelujah. Number three, it also sharpens your mind and makes you of a quick understanding. The anointing sharpens your mind and makes you of what? Isaiah 11, verse 2 to 3. Isaiah 11, verse 2 to 3. Isaiah 11, verse 2 to 3. Two more and then we can just pray. I want us to leave here at least by 8.30. What does he say? He said, the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. And the spirit of wisdom and what? Understanding. The spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Anointing will quicken and sharpen your brains. You cannot be dull when the anointing is on you. You become sharp. Sharp. Somebody say sharp. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of knowledge and of the fear of God. You'll be, when you speak, you will speak with knowledge. You will speak with understanding. You will be sharp. That is what the anointing can do. Number four, the anointing will teach you all things. Right? Is it four or three? Four. Anointing will teach you all things. First John 2.27. Said, but the anointing which you have received from him abides where? In you. So there is an anointing we have received. Somebody said there is an anointing we have received. So that thing I'm talking about is nothing strange. You have it in you. It abides in you. I got it. Somebody shout, I got anointing. I have anointing. It's in me. I'm anointed. It's in me. And the Bible says, and you do not need that anyone teach you. But that same word, anointing, will teach you concerning all things. And it's true. And it's not a lie. And just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. I was sharing with you, for a long time I was teaching something about, about the sons of God. The sons of God. And I thought I was the only one who has the revelation. Man, I'll teach the thing and be like, and I'm like, Man, this is good stuff. I think I'm the only one in the whole world who got this revelation. And only to go on YouTube and realize that people were preaching it before I was born. I said, hey, whoa. But right there, I realized that I didn't learn it from anybody. The Spirit himself taught me. And see, how sweet it is to come to church and pastor is teaching something. And then before you came to church, the Lord was teaching you the same thing. And you're like... Ah, so I was not wrong. What God was teaching me was right. He said, the anointing you have received, it abides in you. And that anointing will begin to give you intellectual knowledge of the word. It will teach you all things. Hallelujah. Amen. You need anointing. Tell somebody you need anointing. The anointing, therefore, is indispensable in the life of a believer. I believe you have I pray that you have an encounter with the anointing. 
Hallelujah. So, let me see. Okay, let's take a few minutes. I don't know if I did this from last week. Did I talk about what the anointing is? Okay. What is anointing? What is the anointing? Let's go to uh, Isaiah 61, verse 1 to 3. What is the anointing that does all this thing? The Bible says, the spirit of the Lord God is what? It's upon me. Because the Lord has what? Anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives. And the opening of the prison to those who are what? Bound. To what? To three. To proclaim what? The acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all who mourn. Last verse. To console those who mourn in Zion. To give them beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That they may be called the trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord. That he may be glorified. From the above it is clear that the anointing holds the answer to the questions of humanity. Does that make sense? From what we just read, you realize that when the anointing comes, number one, it binds up the brokenhearted. When the anointing comes, he said, you can go to verse one. Verse one. He said, the spirit of the Lord is what? Upon me. And that spirit has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. So when the anointing comes, there is sure one thing that we can see here is what the healing of the brokenhearted. There is what? It binds up the brokenhearted. Number two, it sets the captives free. Captives can never be set free without anointing. Somebody is spiritually bound. In order to set them free, we don't need eloquence. We don't need people who can understand uh, mysteries of why they are possessed. We need people who are anointed. <laughs> so we have a demon in our face, and here you are wasting all of us our time trying to explain to us what kind of demon it is, where it's coming from. We don't want to know. Cast the demon out. It takes anointing. Are you here? It set the captive free. It opens the prison doors to them that are bound. It's not talking about uh, uh, Buena Vista prisons. If it was that prison, when I got dead, my anointing should have released the prisoners. It's talking about people who are in prisons and, and in bondage spiritually. Oh my goodness, the English is not even coming. Spiritually. The anointing sets them what? It opens prisons to those who are bound. The anointing gives you power. That grace, the Bible says, and the opening of the prisons to those who are bound. It is anointing that opens the prisons to those who are bound. It opens. People come here, they, have, they are carrying all kinds of... That is why it breaks my heart when we come to church and we are being mean to each other. Because you don't know what people are carrying. People come to church carrying all kinds of burdens. Believing God that before they walk out, they'll be set free. What they need is not people gossiping about how they are bound. They need an anointing to set them loose. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
My prayer is that God will give us more of that anointing. Number four, it comforts those who all that mourn, replacing their sorrow with joy and their ashes with beauty. The anointing clothes with the garment of praise. The anointing, it brings the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So you can come into the atmosphere heavy. But when there is an anointing, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. That heaviness must have no place. It leaves. It leaves. I think I've, pr- I've preached on that before, the spirit of heaviness. That is one of the most dangerous spirit that fights the presence of God. Heaviness. Where you are moving everything around, it's not moving. <laughs> heaviness. And everybody, you can see the heaviness in people's faces. They are carrying heaviness. You change the song. It doesn't move. You change this. You change it. Hey, what is happening today? But the Bible says he brings the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And I pray that God would, God would do that for us tonight in the name of Jesus. Once this unction comes upon a man, once what? This unction comes upon a man. All forms of disappointment are converted to supernatural appointment. When the anointing comes on you, every disappointment will be turned into an appointment. God automatically, the anointing changes. The Bible said the spirit of the Lord came upon David when he was anointed and he became another man. The next time we saw David, he was in the king's palace playing guitar. Everything, by this I mean that everything is compelled to work. Everything is, everything is compelled by the anointing to begin to work in your favor. To begin to work in your favor. So what is the anointing? It is the empowering of the spirit of God for supernatural accomplishment. The anointing is what? It's the empowering of the spirit of God for supernatural accomplishment. It is the Holy Spirit at work in the man's producing extraordinary result. Is the Holy Spirit, okay, let me take it again. It is the empowering of the Spirit of God for supernatural accomplishment. It is the empowering of the Holy Spirit, of the Spirit of God for supernatural accomplishment. If you forget anything, keep the keyword supernatural accomplishment.